Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut Alochas, Yoradeya Chelikshani, Hilchois Kivoid Rabboi Vitalmat Chacham, Halacha Gimel. In middle of paragraph Vav, we're up to the subparagraph, Vizehu Iker Meriras Tsoroisenu Shel Churban Beis We dedicate the learning today, Leilu Nishmas, Hillel Bereb Meir, whose yard site is today on the 6th of Yor. Lilo Nishmas Tzila Etel Bas Rebenachem Leib, whose yard site is on the 9th of Yor, but because we will not have a shear tomorrow and Sunday, in Yitzhashem I hope to be traveling to Uman. Because of that, we dedicate the shear today, Lilo Nishmasel, and Lilo Nishmas Yentefradl Bas Reb Yeshuarie, Harini Kaporas Mishkova. And we dedicate the learning for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bazgalia, Tzvi Shalom ben Rita Beverly, Ruve Mordechai ben Chana, Daniel ben Leah, Dvoira Gila Simcha Baschava, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Nos Nihuda ben Tali, Soraleya Baschava Liba, Avigail Brocha Bashira Dvoila, Chana Basora, Hillel ben Brocha Nechoma, Michal Esther Basruhia, David Leib ben Shena, Shlomenisen ben Mazal, Avram David ben Chana, Miriam Esther, Bas Sarigitl, Nisen ben Rivka, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya, Bas Sipoira Rivka, Sororochel, Bas Yusbehendel, Aharon ben Sorasosha, Yehudes Ruchoma, Bas Chavarus, Gitaganendel, Bas Sipoira, Lebalea, Bas Sipoira, David ben Bahia, Shainel, Bas Lea, Yisroel ben Chanalea, Yelet Shoshana bas Chanalea, Liana Goldo bas Chanafega, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Ami ben Chai ben Yudes Gila, Besoich Shar Choli Yisroel. Rav Nosanzal started speaking about Hanukkah a little bit, related to our topic. And now he continues, And this is really the main bitterness, um, the, the main bitter suffering that we experience regarding the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, which was destroyed as a result of our sins. The fact that as a result of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the emuna, the faith of Klal Yisrael, went down. And the atheists, and those people who don't believe in Hashem, or don't believe in Tzadikim, or don't believe in the Torah, have, have risen up as a result of our many sins. And Rab Nosanzal tells us, one of the main things that brought about the destruction of the Beis Mikdosh was the rise of false prophets who stood against the true prophets to the point where they insulted and embarrassed 
and lowered the respect for the true prophets. Kamashikosuv, as it says in Divri Ayomim, Vayihiyu Malivim Bemalachi Elikim Umitatim Beneviyov. They insulted the heavenly angels and they made fun of Hashem's prophets. The heavenly angels in this case refers to the tzaddikim. And as a result of this, the emuna of Klal Yisrael went down. Because just like Rabbeinu Zal explains over there in Likud Imran, that, that the, the, the greatest refinement and improvement of our faith in Hashem comes through our connection to the true prophets, to the true tzaddikim, when there are false prophets and false leaders, that's what harms the emuna of Klal Yisrael to the greatest degree. As Rabbi Nezal explains this over there in chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran, which this halacha is based on. And, and as a result of this, this is what brought about the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and the destruction of the city of Yerushalayim, Ula Haglois Yisrael, and for the Jewish people to be evicted from Eretz Yisrael and sent out into exile. Kamoisham Rabbi Sainazal, as the Gemara says in Shabbos, page 119, the Jewish people were not sent out into exile until they were no longer people who had real faith. However, Hashem, with His infinite kindness, even when, when, when we are at a low, Hashem doesn't forsake us. And Hashem spreads His kindness upon us even while we're going through this bitter exile. And Hashem places our souls with the living, meaning he, even in Golos, He gives us the opportunity to attach ourselves to Tzadikim and, and not allow our feet to go completely off the, the right path. There's a, there's a sort of joke, but... Uh, there's truth to the joke in Breslov, where we say, V'loi nosan, were it not for Abnosan Zal, lamoit raglenu, our feet would go off, would deviate off the path, chas How privileged we are that Rabnosan Zal was the one who succeeded in, in documenting all of Rabbeinu Zal's shirim, all of Rabbeinu Zal's teachings, and his own teachings. Ki afal pi shenechrav beis mikdoshenu, because even though our Beis HaMikdash was destroyed and there was there's no longer any actual nevuah and visions in Klal Yisrael, whereby these two things are the strongest forces in improving our emunah, despite that, as a result of Hashem's incredible love for us, Hashem has pity on us in each and every generation. And He sends us true tzaddikim who have 
a degree, an aspect of Ruach HaKodesh. Ve'elu ha-tzadikim heim mevarerum lanu ha-medame. And these tzadikim are the ones who clarify the medame for us. They're the ones who open our eyes to realize what's sheker, what's emes. Umamshichim emuna ha-gdoy sheboilam. And they draw emuna into the world. As Rabbi Nezal explains in our chapter of Likut Imran, chapter 8. And this is the, the incredible, awesome, wondrous miracle of the holy holiday of Hanukkah. Because the Greek kingdom rose up to try to get us to forget the Torah. And the main thing that they were looking to battle and to destroy is our holy faith in Hashem and in the Torah and in Sadiqim. Shehu Yesoiduklau Kol which is the foundation and the basis for and the entire Torah. It's all about faith. Kiomru, because the Medrash tells us that the Greeks said to the Jewish people, we want you to write on the horn of an ox that you have no share in the Hashem of the Jewish people. This is a famous quote in the Medrash, and the Forshim write a lot about this. Why, an, why on the horn of an ox? Why this exact wording? And this is why the Greeks wanted to destroy the Beis HaMikdosh, because that is the control room. That's the place on earth which broadcasts Emuna to the entire world. Therefore, they wanted to destroy it in order to destroy, to damage our faith. Because they thought that once the Beis HaMikdash will be destroyed, there'll be no hope for the Jewish people to hold on to our faith. However, Hashem stood by us during our time of, during these terrible times, and Hashem pushed aside their plans. And Hashem turned things around completely. Hashem gave the strength to the true tzaddikim of that generation who were Matisyo, the Kohen Godol, and his children, not to be afraid to stand up against the Greeks and they defeated the Greeks. They brought about the, the downfall of the Greeks. And they restored the Avoid of the Beis Hamikdash to its, to its original state. And as a result of Hashem's awesome miracles, that Hashem is always thinking and looking for ways for things to get corrected in Klal Yisrael. 
The thoughts of Hashem's heart extend from generation to generation. Hashem is always thinking of ways to help us. Hashem did incredible kindness for us. At that time, that things turned around for the Jewish people completely. Just the opposite of what the Greeks were planning. As a result of this powerful miracle that they defeated the Greeks, Matisyahu Ubanov, Zohu Lahamshik Tikun Niflavenoira Lechol Hadoirois. They, they were zeichet to establish an incredible tikkun for generations. Until the Beis HaMikdash will eventually be rebuilt. Because Hashem, who sees the future, Hashem saw that even though the Jews would restore the activity in the Beis HaMikdash, they would clean out all the tumor, relight the menorah and do everything, still Hashem saw that that second Beis HaMikdash is not going to last permanently. It's going to have to be destroyed. And the Gemara tells us in Yuma that even when we had the second Beis HaMikdash, it wasn't a complete success. It wasn't like the first Beis HaMikdash. Because there were many holy, important things that were in the first Beis HaMikdash, and we no longer had them when we had the second Beis HaMikdash. So it was, it was a, a fall. And therefore Hashem showed incredible, awesome kindness through the tzaddikim of that generation, Matisyo and his sons, that they were able to succeed in establishing an awesome, wondrous tikkun for generations, which is the holiday of Hanukkah. And this is the concept of lighting the Hanukkah menorah, which they established for us. Those tzaddikim were to enlighten us and to shine into us this hope that even after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, our hopes are not totally shattered. Because there can never be a generation that is completely orphaned, that has no tzaddikim, no, no true leadership. And although our base HaMikdash was destroyed, the tzaddikim that are found in each and every single generation are involved in shining into the Jewish people complete faith. And this is what the Hanukkah candles that we light each and every year represent. 
Laham shecholeinu oyer hatzadikim hoamitim, that we want to draw upon ourselves the light of the true tzadikim, balei ruach hakodesh, the tzadikim today who have this ruach hakodesh throughout all the generations, not exactly like the neviim of the past, but they still have an aspect of ruach hakodesh. Which gives us the ability to have complete faith in Hashem even nowadays. Because the tzaddik is called light. So the Hanukkah lights represent the tzaddik, drawing the awakening the light of the tzaddikim in the world and being able to draw from that light in order to, to give us complete faith in Hashem. Because the Hanukkah candles that we light correspond to the menorah in the Beis HaMikdosh. Which the Gemara tells us that the menorah in the Beis HaMikdosh was what revealed to Klal Yisrael, to the world, that Hashem is with the Jewish people. How? Because the Gemara says in Shabbos, page 22, this refers especially to the westernmost candle, which was lit first and burned the longest. Normally, we know, according to nature, that the one you light first will go out first. Hashem made a miracle that the Ner Hamaravi burned longer than all the other candles. Shehu edus shehashchina shoyra Israel, And this was testimony, this attested to the fact that Hashem is with us, that we still have, that we have the miracles of Hashem. And this explains why the mitzvah of lighting the candles of the menorah was specifically in the evening. Because Rabbeinu Zal explains over there in Likud Imran, that the, the word medame, remember we said the word medame has multiple definitions. Medame means, can mean sheker. Medame can mean a mixture of good and bad, a mixture of truth and lies. And medame means, can mean confusion. And medame can also mean, medame is the term used to refer to the lowest, lowest level of das, of intellect such as when a person goes to sleep at night, they, we close our eyes, the eyes represent chachma, seichel, vatipokachna eineishneim. Sleep is closing your eyes. Number one, sleep, when a person goes to sleep, the neshama leaves, which means the consciousness leaves. And there's only a tiny drop of the consciousness that remains, which is the medame, the medame. So Rav Nosson quotes here from the quote, Lailo hu bechinas hamedame, shehu bechinas sheinas laila. That's the sleep that we sleep, normal people sleep at night. Sheoz histalkus hadas. That's when a person's neshama, that's when a person's greater consciousness leaves, shuts down. Venisha rak hamedame. And all that remains is the medame, which is where our dreams come from. And that's why 
ordinary people, their dreams very often are shtuyot, nonsense. Whereas tzaddikim, great, the holier a person is sometimes, who have been zeichet to a birur hamedame, tzaddikim who work on themselves, and they're involved in purifying themselves, separating the good from the bad, the truth from the lies, then even when they go to sleep, their medame is a pure, is, is a seichel. They're able to see great things, holy things during their sleep. Venisha rak hamedame. When a person goes to sleep, all the seichel leaves, all that's left is the medame, which is fantasy, dreams. Ve'oz hamedame. And therefore, that's a time when we have to repair and, and refine the medame. Because Rabbi Nezal explains over there in the Kutimran, it's only based on the refining of the Medame that will define how strong a person's emuna is. That's why before we go to sleep at night, the main, main avoider is Kriyashma, Kriyashma Alamita. Because Kriyashma is the most powerful declaration of our faith in Hashem. And the main thing that repairs the Emunah of Klal Yisrael is when the Divine Presence of Hashem rests upon the Tzadikim. And these Tzadikim receive prophecy, Ruach HaKodesh, from the Shekhinah which rests upon them. The, the Vilna Goyen writes in one of his forum that during the time of the Beis Hamikdash, the location of the Shekhinah was in the Beis Hamikdash. Today that we don't have a Beis Hamikdash, the location of the Shekhinah, the Hashroas Hashkinah, is on the Tzadikim. And as, because these Tzadikim have this Ruach HaKodesh, this Ruach Nevoah, this is what helps them be refine the medame even more. And that's what really helps to establish and repair the emuna. And this is why there was a mitzvah to light the candles of the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash every single night. Because they represent the light of the tzaddik, this is referring either to the Beis HaMikdosh or to us lighting the Hanukkah candles every single night. These lights, this oil, which represents the light of the tzaddik, bechinas oil hanevua v'ruach hakodesh hashoir al tzaddik. This light represents the light of prophecy and ruach hakodesh, which rests upon the tzaddik. And that's what really helps to refine the Medame. Shehu Bechinas Laila. Medame is associated especially with nighttime. And this is what really improves and, and elevates our Emuna. And we know that nighttime is the most important time that we're involved in Tikkun Ho'emunah. Bibchinas, as it says clearly in Tehillim, Ve'emunascha Baleilois. Your emuna during the nights. That's the main time of Tikkun Ho'emunah. Any questions, please? Question in the chat. 
Can we clarify whether Ruach Nevoah and Ruach HaKodesh are one and the same? And if so, why are they both used? The answer is that the Arizal has a whole chapter. The Arizal has one of his volumes is Shah Ruach HaKodesh. And I believe it's there that he goes into a detailed discussion there or possibly in Shara Gilgulim, that he goes into a major, major discussion explaining what is Nevuah, what is Ruach HaKodesh, and different, different levels. And he quotes the Gemara, which where the Gemara says that an angel is able to cover the, span the entire world in so many jumps. And Elianavi, it took him so many jumps. And the Arizal there goes on to explain the different levels. Ruach HaKodesh I believe is usually associated with Malchus, the Shechina. Nevuah usually is associated <coughs> either with Netzach and Hoid and originating from Bina. So they aren't exactly the same technically. Any other questions? Paragraph Ches. Haklal. So therefore, to, to summarize what we're saying here, the mitzvah of light, when we are lighting Hanukkah candles, one of the most important things that we want to have in mind is by performing this mitzvah, I want to draw upon myself and draw into the world the light of the true tzaddik. Shehu oyer ha-toyrah, which is the light of the Torah, Sheklula Mikol Hamadrega Shonavua. And the Torah encompasses all the ten levels of prophecy. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likute Maran, that the ten commandments correspond to the ten levels of Nevuah. And through Nevuah, we are able to clarify, to refine the Medame. Ubeyad Hanevim Adame, as Rabbi Nezal quotes the Pasuk there. Shayideze Ikretiken Huemuna, and this is what really brings about the perfection of Emuna. Kize Mevoyor Bisforim, because Rabbi Nezal says this is something that's explained in the Sifrei Chasidus and Sifrei Kabbalah. Sheoyer Neirois Hamenoira Hatohoira, Shehim Bechinas Neir Chanaka, Heim Bechinas Oyer Hatohoira that the light of the holy candles the, in the, in the Beis HaMikdosh, which are what our Hanukkah candles represent, represent the light of the Torah. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says in Mishlei, kiner mitzvah the Torah oyer. A mitzvah is compared to a candle. The Torah is referred to as oyer, light. Hainu kanal, as we learned earlier, ki ha-toyra klula mikol hamadrego yishonavua. Because the Torah includes in itself all the different levels of prophecy. Bechinas, as it says clearly, when we receive the Torah on Har Sinai, it says, Ponim beponim diber Hashem imochem. Face to face, Hashem spoke to you. Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, Diber Hashem zunavua. Hashem is speaking to us directly, that's called prophecy. That's what helps bring about a refinement to the Medame, which helps us achieve complete faith. And now Rabbein Zal over there in Likut Emaran says, what is complete faith? 
to believe that this world was created 5,783 years ago. Not before that, not millions of years and billions of years, not all of that nonsense. We believe in Chiddush Oilam, that Hashem created the world from complete nothingness. Yesh me'ayim. And we believe that in the future, there is going to be another Chiddush Oilam. Hashem is going to renew the world. This is one of the most important tenets of our faith. And this we draw upon ourselves by lighting the Hanukkah candles which correspond to the candles of the menorah in the Beis HaMikdosh, which represent the light of the Torah. Rav Nosenzal now is going to go into the Torah reading that we read on Hanukkah. On Hanukkah, on the first seven days of Hanukkah, we read the Parshas Hanesim, the, the Korbanos that the Nesim brought at the Hanukkah HaMishkan, when the Mishkan was initiated, which was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, really. But that's when we read... On, on Hanukkah, we read the Korbanos that the Nesim brought in the Beis HaMikdash. During the first seven days, we do these, the first seven Nesim. And then on the eighth day, we read number eight through number 12, and we keep going. We finish Parshas Nosoi. This all appears in Parshas Nosoi. And we continue into the beginning of Parshas Baha'u'llah. The last Pasuk, the final Pasuk in Parshas Nasoi is the Pasuk that's quoted here. That when Moshe Rabbeinu would come into the Ohel Moed, he would hear the voice of Hashem broadcasting to him, Mi Bein Shnei HaKruvim, from between the two Kruvim that were on top of the Oroin, that were in the Holy of Holies. That's the final Pasuk of Parshas Nasoi, speaking about the Nevu of Moshe Rabbeinu, and the next Pasuk, which is the first Pasuk in, 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 in the next parsha, Baal Eishra, speaks about when you will be lighting the candles of the Menorah. Because that final Pasuk in Parshas Nosoi speaks about the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu, which he received from between the two Kruvim. Remember, the first letters of Mibain Shnei HaKruvim spell the word Moshe. That's where he drew his light. V'alkein nismach miyad, posuk b'haloyzcha, and therefore the next posuk in the Torah is the opening posuk of Parshas b'haloyzcha, shehu mitzvah hadlokas neirot ha which speaks about the mitzvah of lighting the candles in the Beis HaMikdosh, or in the Mishkan, ki ikr mitzvah hadlokas neirot ha because the mitzvah of lighting the menorah in the base mitzvah in the Mishkan, or the mitzvah of our lighting Hanukkah candles, is for this purpose. To be able to draw the light of Moshe Rabbeinu, the light of the tzaddik, which is the light of the prophecy which he received from Hashem, to draw it into the entire world. 
כדי לגלוי סולוהויר האמונה הקדוש שבעולם. In order to reveal and broadcast faith, holy faith into the world. שזהו בחינס נר חנקה. This is what the Hanukkah candles are really all about. Question in the chat. Why is emunah in Chiddush HaOilam so important? What difference does it make to a person's practical everyday life how many years ago the world was created? The answer is because the difference emunah versus non-emunah is, is the difference between teva versus hashkocha proti. That's another way of, of, refra- of paraphrasing and rephrasing it. Faith in Hashem, Rabbein Ezra begins in chapter 7 in Likud Imran, in the first half of Likud Imran, Rabbein Ezra begins there by showing, connecting a few things. Emuna, tefillah, miracles, and Eretz Yisrael. Rabbein Ezra shows there that those four things are one. Emuna and tefillah, there's a Pasuk where it says that Moshe Rabbein were outstretched in faith, and the Targum says in tefillah. Miracles, if a person doesn't believe in miracles, they're not going to pray. Because they'll say everything is predestined, everything goes, is nature, mother nature, mother-in-law nature, all of this baloney. They believe nature, nature, natural, natural, everything natural in nature. So they don't believe that there's something that can override nature. That there are miracles which push aside nature, which override nature completely. And Eretz Yisrael is the location on earth, the chosen land for the Jewish people, which is the land of tefillah and miracles and emunah. Shchon Eretz Urei Emuna. If a person now, this emunah, the, the fact that, that Eretz Yisrael and all of this stuff depends on that first Pasuk in the Torah where, where Rashi quotes the Medrash, which asks, why does the Torah begin by saying Hashem created heaven and earth? Why doesn't it just begin with, with the mitzvahs? And the answer is there because Hashem knew there's going to come a time when the nations of the world are going to object to the Jewish people. What chosen nation? Baloney. We what, what Israel land of the Jewish people? Not true. We were here first. So Hashem wrote on page one, line one, I'm the boss. I created the world I cre- from, nothing, from complete nothingness. I created heaven and earth. I created it in six days, etc., etc. If a person has any lack of faith in that, that punctures a hole in everything. As we see, as we see in real life, the Greeks, the philosophers, the scientists, the minute they doubt, the minute they don't believe, that Hashem created the world from complete nothingness. The minute they start playing around with fossils and other baloney, not dinosaurs, and other Spielberg productions, the minute they start going into that stuff, it becomes denial of Hashem. It becomes denial, certainly not believing in Torah Shabbat. And those Jews who allow themselves to be misled by Greek culture, by science, and by other things, we see where they don't believe, they, they, they come up with all kinds of other ideas about Chiddush Olam, we see that they don't believe in Tzadikim, they don't believe in the Torah Shabbat, etc., etc. This is one of the most powerful themes throughout Rabbein Zal's teachings, Rabbein Zal's teachings, 
all of the Hasidic masters and all the Mikubalim and all the Tzadikim throughout the generation. This is what separates the believers from the non-believers. This is a very, very, very important point. That if a person doesn't believe in this, then, then it's going to puncture a hole. It puts a hole in everything they do. Because again, oh, otherwise, why did Hashem bother telling us he created the world in six days? What, what difference does it make if he created it in six days or six months? Who cares? This is all tied into the midos of Hashem, the spheroids. Everything is all connected. A person who denies any aspect of this, especially they deny the beginning or the end, then, then they're disconnected from Hashem. They're disconnected from Judaism, Rahman al any other questions, please? Paragraph Tess. Vezeh bechinas parshas hanesiim shenismach l'shom. And this will explain also what comes before that last pasuk in parshas nasoi. Before that is, is the whole discussion about the nesiim, the leaders of the tribes, who brought sacrifices on each one of the first 12 days of the Chanukah Samishkan, the initiation of the Mishkan. Interesting, my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, once taught us that if you take a look at the Torah portion that we read on those eight days of Chanukah from the beginning to the end, it's exactly 89 psukim. 89 is Bigimatria Chanukah so that every single detail in the Torah is connected and fits. So again, even though they weren't bringing those karbanas on Hanukkah, that's the Torah portion that we read on Hanukkah. There just so happens to be exactly 89 psukim in it, Kiminyan Hanukkah. This is the Torah portions that we read on each one of the days of Hanukkah. What's, what's the message? Why are we reading about these leaders of the leaders of the 12 tribes bringing their karbanos? This is to teach the Jewish nation that the most powerful and most important thing that's going to help us come close to Hashem and achieve our tikkun, achieve our shleimus, is coming close to the true tzaddikim of the generation. Shehein bechinas nesia Yisrael, who are represented here by the leaders of the tribes of the Jewish people. Shehein mevararim hamedame. They are the leaders. They are the ones who bring, who are, who clarify, who refine the medame. They're the ones who achieve the highest levels of emuna and knowledge, and are able to show us what's true, what's false. iker tikun emuna. And again, the main tikun emuna is dependent on birur hamedame. It's dependent on separating the emes from the sheker. So if, if there are people who are saying that the world was not created from nothingness, or the world is older than what it really is, that's sheker. That is sheker. And a person who's holding on to that is not holding on completely to Hashem, who is emes, or to the Torah, which is emes. 
שזהו בחינס קרבונויס הנשיאים שהקריבו בחנוכס המזבח. And this is the concept of these sacrifices which the Nesim brought on each one of those days when they were renewing, when initiation of the Mizbeach. Ki iker ha-mishkon v'habes ha-mikdosh hu rak b'shvil l'galoi s'amunak d'yishaboyim k'nal. Because as we said earlier, the main mission, the most important thing that the Beis HaMikdash and the Mishkan is supposed to accomplish is revealing holy faith in Hashem. This is why the Mishnah says in Perkyovos that there were 10 miracles taking place on a constant basis in the Beis HaMikdash, in Yerushalayim. Who cares? What? Who cares? Because again, that's faith in Hashem. If a person doesn't believe in miracles, if a person thinks that everything is controlled by nature, and the scientists and the philosophers, they're the ones who know the truth, then that person doesn't believe in Hashem, doesn't believe in the Torah. So the main mission of the Mishkan Abbasmith is to reveal the holy Amuna. What gives the, the Beis HaMikdosh the ability, and the Mishkan the ability to broadcast the Emunah? The fact that Nevuah came from the Beis HaMikdosh, from the Mishkan. And Nevuah clarify when a person has Hashem speaking directly to them, that really fixes up their Medame. Which brings about a Tikkun HaEmunah. And this is what all of those sacrifices that were brought in the Beis HaMikdosh and in the Mishkan were all about. Because animals, cows and lambs, are referred to as medame, as is known in the Sifrei Kabbalah, Sifrei Hasidus. Because again, a human being... Some of them are a higher level intellect than a behemoth, than a cow, or, or a lamb, or a sheep. So therefore, human beings are referred to as bardas, benedea, and animals are referred to as medame. Again, in this context, medame represents a lower level intellect, a lower level seichel. Validei ha-korbonois, behemois, and as a result of Jews bringing these animals into the Beis HaMikdosh and slaughtering them for Hashem, this is how we make a beer of the Medame. We separate certain parts. We perform the Shechita and we take the blood and we do this with it and certain parts of the animals are burnt on the Beis HaMikdosh and other parts are eaten by the claim. This sorting out of the Medame, of the Behemois, that's done in the Beis HaMikdosh. Va'alkein, b'chanukas ha'mishkon, heviyu ha'nesiyim, b'tchilo korbono yisharbe l'chanchoi. And this is why, when the Mishkon and the Be- and was, was initiated, it was initiated by the leaders of Klal Yisrael, bringing many korbonos. Each one of them had to bring a whole bunch of different korbonos in order to initiate the Mishkon. This is to teach us that the main tikkun is accomplished by the leaders of Klal Yisrael, who are the tzaddikim of the generation. 
שהם מקבלים בחינס רוח הקודש, רוח נבואה ממשה רבון. They are the ones who receive this רוח הקודש, this נבואה, from their rabbi, משה רבנו. Remember, again, פרקי אבויס, משה קיבל תורה מסיני, ומסורה ליהושע, ויהושע לנביאים, ונביאים לזקנים. And then it goes on, the, the Mishnahs go on to show us the exact chain of command in Klal Yisrael, that it went down to Hillel and Shammai, and it went down to Rabbi Yochum and Zakkai. What do you mean? All Jews are the same. Like, like Korach wanted to tell. What do you mean, leader? Big deal. I, who needs tzaddikim? Judaism is for all. That's Christianity. That's Buddhism. Those people are Christianity. Those people who don't believe in tzaddikim. And they don't believe in the importance. And they don't believe on how important tzaddikim are. And they don't believe that a person is not connected to tzaddikim. They can learn Torah from today till tomorrow. And they can do mitzvahs from today till tomorrow. It will not compare. It has value, but it won't. It's like a firecracker compared to a, a hydrogen bomb. That kind of difference. The difference between a person doing a mitzvah on his own who doesn't believe in tzaddikim, who thinks he doesn't need Moshe, he doesn't need a tzaddik, what tzaddikim? Versus a person who every mitzvah he does, he has in mind, I'm doing this with being attached to Moshe Rabbeinu and to all the tzaddikim. And I need their help in helping me perform the mitzvah the right way and in seeing to it that my mitzvah, my tefillah, gets to where it needs to get to. And as a result of the fact that these tzaddikim of the generation, they, they're receiving this Ruach HaKodesh, Ruach Nevoah from Moshe Rabbeinu, this gives them the ability to refine the Medame, this, this is what enabled them to bring these Karbonos, to slaughter the Behema, to get rid of the Bahamias. Shehem Bechinas Biro Hamedame. This act of slaughtering animals, Bikdusha, the way it was done in the Beis Hamikdosh, and all of those procedures is all about Biro Hamedame. As Rabbeinazal explains this in chapter 25 in Likut Imran, which we've mentioned earlier, we touched on. That's one of the first Torahs in Likut Imran where Rabbeinazal speaks about Biro Hamedame. Vialkein. And this is why Nismach Miyad Achar Zois Chanukas Hamizbeach Posuk Uvevoi Moshe. And this is why, if you look over there at the end of Parshas Nosoi, on day number eight, day number eight of Chanukah, when we read Zois Chan, we read the eighth Nos. We, we read. I'm sorry. We read from Nasi number eight through Nasi number twelve. And then after completing all 12 Nesim, the Pasuk says, Zois Chanukah HaMizbeach. This was the initiation ceremony for the Mizbeach, summarizing all 12 Nesim. And then right after that it says, Ubeboi Moshe. And when Moshe Rabbeinu came into the Mishkan, he heard the voice of Hashem speaking to him. Ki kol korbonam birur because the whole spiritual reason for them bringing these korbanos was to bring about birur hamedame. We're shechting the behema. We're getting rid of the behema. We're getting to das, to real das, which is emuna. Shezoichin loze alidei ruach nevua shemekabel Moshe rabam ibein shnei akruvim, which these nesim and all Jewish leaders 
are able to accomplish this birur hamedame through the ruach nevuah, which they receive from which we receive from our rabbi Moshe Rabbeinu, who receives it mi bein shnei hakruvim, shemisho mekabrim kol nesia Yisrael ruach nevuasam kol echad lafibachinosay, and it's from there that every single leader of Klal Yisrael receives their ruach nevuah, each and every one on their level. And again, receiving this Nevoah Ruach HaKodesh, this is what enables them to, to achieve this Biru HaMedame, to be able to see clearly in this Olam HaSheker, to be able to see what's real and what's not real, Shehu Tiken Hu Emuna, which is the perfection of Emuna. This is what the Mishkan was really all about. This was the main reason for building the Mishkan, to broadcast and increase and improve the emuna of Klal Yisrael. And this is why the Torah shows us that it was the Nesim, the leaders, not all of the Jews, all the Jews brought Kabbalists afterwards, but the initiation, the establishment, the Mishkan had to be established by the Tzadike Hador, by the Nesim. Just like Rabbi Nezal tells us when they were first building the Mishkan, the Zohar HaKadosh says that all the Jews contributed, but they brought it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Everybody had to bring their donation, their contribution to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Pesach says, Vayokem Moshe es HaMishkan. Moshe Rabbeinu put up the Mishkan. What do you mean? He didn't do it. Everybody did it. Everybody contributed. You're right. Everybody contributed, but no one had the authority. No one had the knowledge. No one was capable of putting the pieces together. The Zohar Kodesh says that only Moshe Rabbeinu knew how to put it all together. He had his assistants, Betzal and Aholiyov, who worked with him, who, who worked under him. But again, the Psukim and the Torah and the Zohar Kodesh make it perfectly clear that Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who put up the Mishkan. And it's the Nesim who did the initiation so that we know exactly where we stand. That if I am not the Tzaddik, I better search for a Tzaddik and make sure I'm connected. Because there's no such thing as authentic Judaism without coming close to Tzaddikim. And this is why it says, because the Nesim represented Sadiqim of the generation, where the main Tikkun of drawing Emuna forever, not just during that time, forever, is Al Yodom, is via the Sadiqim of the generation. We have the Pasuk, the Tzadik The Tzadik is the one who's really living Emuna, And he's the one who can teach us Emuna. And this is why, right after that, right after all the Korbanas of the Nesim, right after Zois Chanukas HaMizbeach, right after it talks about Moshe Rabbeinu receiving his Nevoah, Right after that, it says, When you're going to light the menorah in the Mishkan, because all of this is what the candles of the menorah represent. 
in order to, to light up the light of its tzaddikim, which is this light of prophecy, which is the light of the Torah, to broadcast it to the entire world, in order to sort out the medame, in order to bring complete, pure faith to the world. Remember, all the problems in the world started from Medame. Eitz hadas toivora. What's the problem? There's toiv and ra. When toiv and ra are separate, it's not a problem. When you put them together, when they're attached together and cannot be sorted out properly, it's a deadly combination. That's what brought death to the world. The whole Pagama, that's what brought all the suffering and all the destruction to the world. It came about by Adam and Chava choosing the eight Sadas Toivorah. And therefore, and that's what, that's what, that's what empowers Amolek. Amolek, the Zorakadosh says, Amolek is Bigimatria Sophic. What is Sophic? Doubt. I'm not sure. Maybe this, maybe that. Maybe this, maybe that. It's, it's not clear. Whereas Emuna, is called Vadai. We say on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, one of the very, very important paragraphs in the Shmon Esrei, in the Musaf Shmon Esrei of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, is, is, is called V'choyel Ma'aminim. Everybody believes. And it has about 20 lines there. Everybody believes this. Everybody believes this. Everybody believes this. One of those lines, in one of those lines, it says, Havadai Shemoi came to Hilosoi. Hashem's name is definite. And the word Havadai, Havadai is Bigematria 26, exactly. Hashem's, Hashem is Vadai. Hashem is not Sofek. Hashem is not Medame. Hashem is Emes. Hashem Alekechem Emes. Hashem is the purest of Emes. Question, how is it possible to get, to get Medame from Emes? How is it possible to get to have two coming from one? The answer is that's one of the questions, that's one of the struggles that we have that we cannot understand. How is it possible for Sheker to come from Emma? If Hashem is pure, pure, pure Emes, how does Sheker come into existence? That's one of the perplexing questions. And we have many other questions that, that we, we don't understand. We, we, a lot of things we don't understand and some of those things that we cannot understand until Mashiach comes, until we're going to have a higher level das, and this is where the emuna comes in. Question in the chat. What does the number of years since the beginning of have to do with believing that the world is yesh me'ayim? A person can believe in yesh me'ayim and hashkocha proti, even if they believe that the world is billions of years. Not true, not true. If I believe that this is a giraffe, what's wrong? I, I, I know that it has a handle, and I know that, but I believe it's a giraffe. The, the answer is, emuna, we said, we learned earlier about emes, that the word emes is aleph, mem, tof. Aleph is the first letter of the alphabet, mem is the middle letter, tof is the last letter. Partial believing in some of the truth is not real emuna. That's why Muslims are used the word emuna shlema. Why, why this term emuna shlema? 
because because if it's not shlema, it's not real emuna. Those people who pick and choose what they believe in are not fully observant Jews. No question about that. Even the Torah speaks about boina that Hashem created worlds and destroyed them before Bereshis and the current world as we know it. I don't see the relevance of believing that the universe is in entirety so many years or millions. Doesn't seem to contradict any aspect of Emuna. Excuse me, if you don't see, you better get glasses. You better get new glasses. Or, again, you could write your opinion in next to the other opinions of Moshe Rabbeinu and the other rabbis who said that, that this is part of our faith in Hashem. This is one of the tenets of our faith. We know that the, the Rambam wrote the 13 animamins, and the Arizal did not, and, and the Tfil of Yigdal, and the Arizal says we do not say Yigdal, and we do not necessarily say the 13 animamins, because there aren't 13 animamins, there are 613 animamins. We believe in all 613 mitzvahs, all of them, and a person whose faith is not complete is missing something. As far as what took place before creation, exactly what does it mean that Hashem was boina oilomoy sumachrivan? Study, study the Sifrei Kabbalah, first study Gemara and Halacha, and then study the Sifrei Kabbalah to get an accurate understanding of what that means. Don't study science books and, and other, not comic books, other nonsense to get to know the truth about these things. Remember that the, the Rambam, the Rambam writes in Shulchan Aruch, because again, there, there are people to, who don't believe in Shadim, there are people who don't believe in, in Gilgulim, things like that. The Rambam writes in Shulchan Aruch, in Hilchas Yeridea, in, in, in Yeridea, in the laws of Mo'inenim Umechashvin, the laws regarding magicians and sorcerers. The, the Mechaber quotes the Rambam, who says that even though we, th- we, we don't believe in these things, even though we, th- we know these things don't, you know, aren't real, but be- if psychologically it'll help a person having a kameo, wearing a kameo, something like that, then you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. And the Vilna Gaon writes that this statement to the Rambam was based on the fact that he made the terrible mistake of studying philosophy, studying Greek philosophy, and this is what misled him into losing his faith in these things, Shadim, Maloch, Kemeus, and those things. Whereas the Vilna says, look, I'll bring you proofs, I'll bring you 10 different Gemaras and 10 different sources in the Zohar Kodesh that make it perfectly clear that these things do exist, that there are Shadim, and, and there is such a thing as Kameis, and there is such a thing as magic and sorcery. It's very real. And he writes that we know that there is a depth to these things. There are deeper meanings to these things, not the depth of the philosophers, which he writes is not depth. That's called Chitzanius but rather the depth of the Chachmei Ho'emes, the depth of the, Kubo, the Mekubolim. This is what the Vilna Goyen writes about this topic, and, and our rabbis, Rabbi Nezal, the, 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 the leaders of the, of the Chasidus, the leaders, the true Tzadikim, the Mekubolim, and all the Tzadikim, the Titanoim and Amoiroim and the Gemara, all went on this path.
question, are we supposed to believe that Hashem put bones of dinosaurs in the ground in order to confuse us? The answer is it could be bones of dinosaurs, it could, could be bones of cholent, from cholent that somebody made. Uh, the, the whole dinosaur baloney could be complete nonsense or not. Not interested. And the answer is yes. We said many times that our world, the creation of our world, and Hashem is operating on our world based on Bechira. The whole purpose of the entire creation and everything in it is that there would be human beings, and among the human beings, among the 15 billion human beings, there would be a tiny fraction, which is the Jewish nation, and among the Jewish nation, there'd be a tiny fraction who believe in Hashem and observe the Torah. And that tiny fraction would be confronted with Bechira, with Emes and Sheker, with Medame. And, and this would be our mission in this world to realize that unfortunately there's this Toivara, and now we have to try to sort it out. And, and we need to find who are the people who achieve the greatest success in sorting this out. How did they achieve access? <coughs> By receiving Nevuah and Ruach HaKodesh from Hashem. How did they get to receive Nevuah and Ruach HaKodesh from Hashem? By working on themselves, by becoming tzaddikim, great tzaddikim, who are worthy and qualified of receiving Nevuah from Hashem. And that's what, gave them, that's what gives them the Biro Hamadame. That's what gives them the ability, the knowledge, and the authority to tell us what's true and what's sheker. And, and, and through, by coming close to them and by studying the Torah and by praying very hard, a person could be zeicher to get to the emes and to emuna, to have proper faith and knowing what to believe in, what to believe and what not to believe in. There are full dinosaur skeletons. It's not a fake reality. Maybe, maybe, that's a maybe, but that Hashem exists and that Hashem created the world 5,083 years ago, that's not maybe, that's 100% accurate. There were scientists who said X and then there were other scientists who came a little later and said it's not X, it's Y, it was a complete mistake. There were scientists that said that the world is flat and then there were scientists that came along and said the world is round. I, I don't believe, I don't trust, I don't put my faith in science or scientists. I put my faith in Torah and in the tzaddikim amitiyim who are the ones who are qualified to interpret the Torah correctly in a way that it gives us genuine faith in Hashem, you know, genuine proper faith in Hashem. Wishing everybody, we're not finished, obviously. Mitz Hashem will continue on Monday morning. Mitz Hashem, I hope, will continue this year. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos, Yeshua's and Rafuas for all of Klai Yisrael. We need major Yeshua's and Rafuas in Amuna, and, and, and it reflects all the difficulties and struggles that Klai Yisrael is going through. Amen.